Buenos dias! Welcome to another daily devotion. I'm your host today, El Padre. I'm so excited for today's chapter. We are in Luke chapter 22, verses 39 through 71. So if you haven't read it yet, go ahead and do so. Uh, just a refresher coming in from yesterday. Uh, our story today takes place um, r immediately after what took place yesterday. So, uh, like the the Last Supper, uh, the disciples um, yesterday went, went with Pastor Dan, what he was explaining. Um, all of that leads right into what we are getting ready to do. And so you could think of this as... Um, like Thursday night before Good Friday, um, that, um, I guess that, that also depends on which timeline you use, but using the normal timeline that, that most people, uh, celebrate Thursday night after dinner, after they have this discussion, uh, Judas Iscariot bails on everybody mid dinner, um, um, you know, in the middle of, of the everything, he goes, he betrays, he goes to get the people so he can be, betray Jesus. Uh, and then Jesus has this harsh discussion, right, where he tells the disciples that they're going to abandon him. Um, and then he tells them right before they leave, right, that they're supposed to get a sword and uh, that so that Jesus can be counted among the lawless. And then it says this, starting with our section today, verse 39. He went out and made his way as usual to the Mount of Olives and the disciples followed him. When they reached the place, he told them, pray that you may not fall into temptation. Then he withdrew from them about a stone's throw, knelt down and began to pray. Father, if you are willing, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel from heaven appeared to him, strengthening him. Being in anguish, he prayed more fervently, and his sweat became like drops of blood falling to the ground. When he got up from prayer and came to the disciples, he found them sleeping, exhausted from their grief. Why are you sleeping? He asked them. Get up and pray so that you won't fall into temptation. So real quick, a, a super interesting thing. Verses 43 and 44 um, a lot of the manuscripts don't have those verses. So the part about the angel and his sweat being like drops of blood uh, is not in all of the manuscripts. And we've talked about this before, about how uh, sometimes um, the earliest manuscripts don't have things that the other ones do. That doesn't mean that the original didn't have it. Uh, it just means that it's not there, uh, and there's a lot of reasons why things can happen that way. And uh, sometimes it's because a scribe uh, thinks that people won't understand what's being said, and so they'll add in a little this or that to explain it. It wasn't originally a part of it, but without it, you're not going to understand something that, that might have been said, or, and so... Um, there, there's that, uh, in those cases when they do add little things in there, that is not inspired. 
Uh, it's You could think of it along the lines of commentary. Um, it's there to help you to understand, uh, but it would not be uh, necessarily inspired. The original stuff is. Um, now, there is situations where uh, the earliest manuscripts scripts we have available may not say something uh, that later manuscripts do say. And so sometimes, though, uh, it, it becomes easy for people to say, well, the earliest manuscripts we have available, they don't say those, therefore I don't have to read them or pay attention to them. And then we find through archaeological digs, oh, bam, here's an even earlier manuscript and it actually verifies that that was there. And so I, I highly encourage you to, even though there, there's the potential that it could not be there, don't write it off uh, fully. Don't um, just look at that and know, hey, this potentially could not be there. Um, and that's probably the safest place to leave it. Um, and because this part isn't necessarily all that instructive, um, you know, it, it doesn't affect how you live necessarily. And so here we go. Um, let's jump in here. I want to point this out. This to me is so incredibly interesting and I'm very cold. So I'm like shivering. That's why. Um, it, it says this. In verse 45, when he got up from prayer and came to the disciples, he found them sleeping, exhausted from their grief. Uh, and I, it really is interesting to me because um, they're not getting ready to die on the cross. Why would, do you think, uh, why are they experiencing grief? In the comment section, if you can, go ahead and put why you think the disciples might be experiencing grief. And then while you're doing that, I'm actually going to jump back to the beginning of this little section and talk about some stuff. So in verse 39, it says he went out and made his way as usual to the Mount of Olives. The reason it's saying as usual is because um, at the end of chapter 21, it says this, during the day he was teaching in the temple, but in the evening he would go out and spend the night on what is called the Mount of Olives. Then all the people would come early in the morning to hear him in the temple. Uh, Jesus has this habit. Uh, whether or not it's every day or not, uh, you know, that I don't know for sure. But he's in this regular habit to where uh, he is, um, at least in this section, it looks like it's daily. Uh, because it says during the day. So while he's in Jerusalem, he's going out to the Mount of Olives at night, praying, coming the next day. Uh, Jesus has a healthy prayer lifestyle. Um, and I think sometimes we get into these um, situations to where we believe things like, oh, I can't, unless I can get alone to pray, it's not like I, I can't do it. Um, and Jesus clearly is trying to get alone, but at the same time, he's taking people along. Uh, and I think that that's an important thing, that as we disciple people, it's important to bring people along with our experiences with the Lord. Uh, we still need to have time that is intentional for us to get by ourselves. Jesus, here we see him get by himself where he leaves the disciples and then goes a, th a stone's throw away. Now, if I'm the one throwing the stone, that's not very far. 
but some people obviously can can really chuck a good stone and so you know it's there's a good chance it you know he's probably a good distance away uh and he's praying by himself uh and so here we see jesus tells them uh in, in the midst of his routine uh, now, is he doing this specifically because he knows that the cross is coming, that he's about to bear the sins of all mankind? I don't know. Um, we, we know that Jesus um, had a habit of praying regularly. And I think that as we consider this, that's definitely something that we need to consider for ourselves, is that, that prayer needs to be a daily thing. It needs to be a regular part of our thing. Uh, the Bible tells us to pray can, without ceasing. Um, we need to recognize that we need to commune with God in everything. That's when Jesus is saying, abide in me. Like, that's what he's talking about. Like, continuously praying with me. That doesn't mean you need to be running your mouth all the time. Sometimes that means you're stopping and pausing and listening. Sometimes that means that while you're washing dishes, you're, you're in there and you're scrubbing and Jesus can speak to you, but because you're praying, you're listening for what he's saying. Um, and so let's keep going. It says this, when he reached that place, he told them, pray that you may not fall into temptation. Jesus is giving each and every one of us a incredible hint that the way we can escape temptation uh, a way that we can escape temptation, uh, probably the best way to escape temptation is not to distract ourselves with movies. Uh, it's not to put on Disney Plus or Netflix or Amazon Prime or Hulu or anything like that, but to pray. Uh, I know that most of us, when we're feeling tempted, um, you know, just, just, Think about it like this, like, um, you know, for, for people who uh, were biological beings, we have normal biological wants and desires, and, and you know what, uh, like today's one of those days, you're just, uh, you're, you're in the go, you're in, the, you're in a romantic-ish kind of mood, uh, and if the temptation to go to things that you shouldn't, like porn or um, to things like uh, adultery, adulterous affairs or lust. Uh, and, and so you try to distract yourself instead of with prayer and going to prayer and asking for the Lord to deliver you from this temptation. What instead we do is either we give in to the temptation or we try to distract ourselves with something else. Okay, so instead of giving in to that sin that I know I need to avoid, what I'll do is I'll go over here and I'll eat a bowl of ice cream. Because uh -huh, that also helps distract my mind from the initial sin I'm being tempted with. Um, but whenever we don't go to the Lord, like it just creates a whole new... Now you have an ice cream... A problem and now you are becoming physically unhealthy because you're choosing to go to this ice cream for comfort instead of to the Lord and so uh, we need to be the kind of people that when we're praying we're going to God so that he can deliver us from temptation and not so that we can hopeful hope you know hope that uh, a good movie or 
um, maybe a, uh, I don't know, a video game will distract us. Uh, go to the Lord to escape temptation so that you may not fall into temptation. Think of temptation kind of like, a, 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 like I don't know, some of you know potholes pretty well. Uh, sometimes they're hidden. Um, sometimes they're really deep and you can't see that they're there. And then the next thing you're like, bam, oh, nah, now I got this flat tire. I got to pull over to the side of the road. I just jacked up my rim because I didn't see the temptation. I ran into it. It was on the road that I was going. Now I have a whole huge expense. And Jesus is saying that, hey, guess what? I know where all the potholes are. Like, come to me, come to the Father. We can help you to avoid temptation. We can help you from falling into that pothole. We can help you fall, from falling into the pit uh, that will just suck you dry. Then he withdrew from them about a stone's throw away, knelt down and began to pray. And Jesus uh, is modeling for them what it is that he's asking them to do. And he starts praying. He says, Father, if you are willing, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Jesus here is telling us that it's his will. He'd prefer not to die on the cross. He'd prefer not to go through what is getting ready to take place. But it's not about his preference. It's not about his desires. It's about his desires, the Father's desires. And so he's willing to say, Lord, uh, Father, your will be done. Uh, and Jesus teaches us to pray like that in the Sermon on the Mount. He teaches us to, to pray, uh, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And Jesus is continuing this in the midst of a crazy night where he knows he's getting ready to bear the sins of the world. Oh my goodness, the amount of um, anxiety maybe that, that might have been going through him. And he's fighting all of that off by saying Jesus uh, or by saying, Father, it's it's your will, not mine. It's your will, not mine. Uh, I am submitted to the Father's will. Uh, and then it says that he got up from prayer and came to the disciples and he found them sleeping instead of praying. Uh, I think that this is so interesting because it says that they're sleeping exhausted from their grief. So earlier we, we asked you uh, what it is that they would be um, grieving from or what why would they be full of grief. Uh, I can't wait to read the comments. I can't wait, wait to see what it is that you guys said. Uh, one of the other more common words that is used in different translations, I, I pulled up a bunch of them, and it's either grief or sorrow. So the definition of grief is deep sorrow. Uh, especially caused by someone's death. Uh, and here we see uh, Sorrow's definition. This, these are both according to Oxford languages because we all know that the Brits gonna, aren't going to get their own language wrong. A feeling of deep distress caused by loss, disappointment, or other misfortunes suffered by oneself or others. Uh, you could say in the verb sense, uh, feel or display deep distress. A woman had cried all night, sorrowing over the death of her husband. 
Uh, and then in the noun sense, he understood the sorrow and discontent underlying his brother's sigh. So this, uh, it would seem that this grief uh, is the noun version, which is the one feeling deep, of deep distress caused by loss or disappointment. So the question then is what is causing their distress, their disappointment, uh, their misfortune? Um, you know, and I, if, if we go back to what Dan talked about yesterday, we go back to that section, we see that um, Jesus is, is pretty heavy-handed. He tells them that they're going to betray him. Uh, Simon, Simon, look out, Satan is asked to sift you like wheat, but I've prayed for you that your faith would not fail, and you, when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Jesus has said right here, when you've turned back, He's saying, like, you're going to betray me, but when you've come back, strengthen your brothers. Uh, the, it is my best guess that the reason that these guys are grieving is because they know Jesus just spent the night telling them about how he's going to die. He spent the night uh, telling them about how he's going to be betrayed. Uh, and they think that the installation of this new Israeli order where they're going to overthrow the Roman Empire is supposed to be taking place. And Jesus is talking about his death. He's so unfocused on what they're focused on. Uh, and yet, um, yeah, they're grieving. They're exhausted from sorrow. They're, they're so much so that when they're supposed to be praying, they're falling asleep. Now, I will say in their defense, if it's the middle of the night, aren't most of us sleeping? But most of us are not sleeping just because of, of sorrow, of deep distress. Some of us are, but not most of us. Um, you could also say that maybe their, their, their sorrow isn't rooted in the loss of a person, uh, but maybe in the disappointment. Uh, I thought I was going to be the one to, to not betray Jesus. Um, I don't know. Um, I just think this is all very interesting. So uh, let's pray. Uh, Jesus, uh, we follow your example today and we come before you and we just, Lord, we, we humble ourselves and we say, not our will, but your will. Father, we want to see your will on earth, your kingdom come to earth as it is in heaven, Lord. Uh, Lord, help us to escape temptation. Lord, deliver us uh, from our temptation. Give us that way out, you promised. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining us for today's daily devotions. Hopefully we'll see you again very, 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 very soon, like tomorrow. I'm wearing my Cinco de Churro shirt because today is Friday and Sunday we have Cinco de Churro on the 1st of May even though it's supposed to be the fifth, but whatever. Uh, the point is, our, our church, all church celebration is going to be the Sunday at my house. If you want information on how to get there, just go ahead and reach out in the comment section and we will help you to find that. Also, our services uh, this Sunday is going to be at the Huntington YMCA at 10 a.m. Uh, if you'd like to come early and help us set up, you're welcome to do so. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please subscribe, click the little bell, and uh, We'll see you again tomorrow. Peace out, Girl Scout.